0: Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, President of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Constitution Day. Really excited to talk about some of those issues and some things that are going on around the state of Texas. But I want to go straight to our guest because he has a very tight and demanding schedule. We're so excited that he had a little bit of time to talk to us today. Today on the Texas Values Report. And look, if you're watching on Facebook, share this, like it, get it into some groups because we're about to have a very important conversation. And that's because today we've got our Lieutenant Governor, Dan Patrick. Before serving as Lieutenant Governor when he was elected in 2014 and sworn into office in 2015, he also served in the Texas Senate. And for so many years, he has been one of the consistent faith and family champions for the work we care about most. Welcome back to the Texas Values Report, Lieutenant Governor Patrick. It's great to be with you, Jonathan. And uh, it is
1: a full day, but always happy to uh, be with you as an unashamed Christian not afraid to speak what they believe in their heart and stand up for what we believe. And and I think, Jonathan, that's what Texas Values is all about. You are a, a large group of people around the state and, and around the country as well, but focused on Texas, you're unashamedly um, willing to stand up for what you believe and fight for what you believe, and we need that in this country today more than ever.
0: Well, we appreciate you. And look, I mean, speaking of the Constitution Day that we're celebrating and reflecting on today, we're going to cover three topics with the lieutenant governor if we've got enough time to do that. First, we're going to talk about the heartbeat law. Then we're going to talk about the special session, the third special called session that starts on Monday. And then we'll do in a little plug that the lieutenant governor is going to be speaking at our Faith and Family Forum next week in the Austin Greater uh, Greater Central Texas area so txvalues.org to still get those tickets Lieutenant Governor Patrick a lot's been made over the past couple of weeks and look you've been a leader on the issue of life for so many years particularly during your time in elective office in the Senate but also in the uh, in your role as Lieutenant Governor we know that this session which was the regular session earlier this year in January you made it a priority for the heartbeat bill to be passed. It was passed by partisan support. It went into law signed by Governor Abbott and then went into effect a little over two weeks ago. Now the rest of the world knows about it. And we're so excited that we're now saving over 150 or about 150 lives every day. But your leadership was so key. I know you've got an opportunity over the past week to talk about how thankful you've been and and how glad you've been to be able to see this go into effect.
1: Yeah, Jonathan, so let me just tell all of the viewers where, where, where the foundation is. The foundation is in the Bible that we are born in the image of God. God doesn't make mistakes. Uh, I believe that life begins at conception as many do, but uh, I also understand that some accept that the heartbeat is the key moment. And so we fashion this bill around the heartbeat. Politically and policy wise, Jonathan, my roots began in this issue back long before I was ever in office uh, when I visited a crisis pregnancy center and I, my wife and I began to contribute, uh, Congressman McCall and I helped buy a a sonogram machine for one many years ago, again, before I was involved in politics, because I saw the work that was happening, uh, and how, and how lives were saved and lives were changed. So when I was elected to the Senate, uh, I thought if I took that pregnancy, uh, crisis pregnancy center concept, of allowing a woman to see the sonogram, that it would save thousands of lives. So it took four years to convince enough members to vote for it. We passed it out, not on the Senate side, the Republicans, but we had to get it through the House. We eventually passed it in 2011. At that time, we had about 80,000 abortions a year in Texas. And now we're down to about 50 to 55,000 a year. So since that bill passed in 11, um, that has saved 20 to, to 30,000 lives every year, little Texans, as I call them. Now we take the next step. So many states, as you know, Jonathan, because you and I talked about this uh, in the past, last session, session before, looking at the heartbeat bill. And in every state that we looked at, Jonathan, as you know, they were criminal penalties. They had gone to courts. They had lost in court. None of these laws had been able to actually stand. So we made a decision of is there a better way, another way to address this issue? And Senator Brian Hughes, who has had an outstanding session passing the election security bill, the social media bill stopping social media from from banning topics like this or conservative issues. And also the critical race theory, Brian Hughes has been a real hero this session. I wanna give him all the credit. He and his legal team, our legal team, some outside uh, advice from lawyers. We looked at this and we said, let's sue the doctor. Let's not make this a criminal offense. Let's keep the state out of it. So now, if a doctor performs an abortion on a baby that they've detected a heartbeat, they can be sued up to $10,000 by any citizen in the state. And since that law passed, and Jonathan, this is what a lot of folks don't realize, we passed this bill out of the Senate in early April or mid-April. It passed the House in May, the governor signed it in June, and I think Planned Parenthood and all the abortion practitioners were were just asleep at the wheel. They didn't take this bill seriously. And then it became law on September 1, as all bills that we passed do, that don't have two-thirds vote. And suddenly, they they were awake. And they went to court. The Supreme Court upheld this law, allowing it to stand. We just want another case, as you know, yep. with, a judge, uh, with a judge this week turning down a, a DOJ attempt to stop us. So if you look at 50,000 Abortions a year in Texas to 55 or, or, you know, each year changes a little bit. That's about a thousand a week. So this law has been in in place for two weeks already. That means we've saved a couple of thousand lives because abortions have pretty much stopped in Texas because of our novel approach. We're going to have to continue to fight this. There will be more lawsuits, but we are in uh, We're in a very good place
0: right now. Now, look, and we've got a website, TexasHeartBeatLaw.com. Go to this website, TexasHeartBeatLaw.com. You can see an hourly sort of account ticker, if you will, keeping track of how many lives are being saved because the abortion clinics, Senator Governor Patrick, they're saying they're not even going to do them right now because they're concerned about the enforcement. The law's been upheld. It's at least gone through some key tests by the U.S. Supreme Court, whether it's the city of Portland or uh, the Biden administration. We're calling this Biden versus babies, and you know I got my money, if you will, or I've, I've I believe the babies are going to continue to prevail, and they have, as you mentioned, over two thousand, if not twenty five hundred, the numbers up of babies that have been saved. If you average those numbers of what usually happens in the yes. state of Texas, it's been absolutely tremendous, and we've gone through some legal hurdles, and it's continued to stay in effect. It's it's been resilient, but so much of the the attention for us has been on recognizing those lives being saved, while some people are suing to have the ability to Kill innocent human beings to take the life of the baby in the womb. They've been moving forward. This law has been saving lives. It's been absolutely tremendous. And and a lot of people in the pro-life movement, I've said this, right? Whatever role you played, uh, you didn't even have to come to the Capitol. That matters. But whatever role you played has allowed us collectively yeah. to be at such a historic moment for law and life. Yes. And, you know,
1: Jonathan, uh, first of all, there was a Rasmussen poll out this week. That's a national poll. Very respectable Polling uh, operation: Forty-seven uh, percent of Americans support the heartbeat bill. Forty-one or forty-two percent were opposed to it. Uh, I think what's happening, Jonathan, on this bill, and I know we have very short time because yep. of my schedule. I have to catch a plane, and I know we have other topics. But I just want to close this loop it, on this call, on this interview. I know everyone watching live or on the on the recording or listening to it, uh, they're pro-life, or I would say virtually everyone that's listening. Right. Uh, There are people in this country that are kind of on the fence. Uh, They're not for abortion, but they're not sure And sometimes. And and I think what's going to happen, Jonathan, is, and it's because in part because the the left has made this great argument of confusing people. Well, there's no confusion about a heartbeat. So the fact that the other side is suing to stop us uh, and will fight us, it's going to be out on the table for every American to think about this that this is not just a, a group of cells that you know Planned Parenthood used to say or whatever a doctor would say to someone uh, coming in for abortion. It's it's a live human being with a heartbeat. Yeah, well, look, and that's and what I do, think. And do we want to take a life from
0: a tiny Texan that has a heartbeat? And I think most of America will say no. Yeah, look, it's a universal indicator of life. I think it connects with people. Yes. It's easy for them to understand. Your leadership was so key for this bill moving forward and then ultimately coming into law. I wanna try to hit two more topics if we can squeeze them in. You've got more business to do. The yeah. special session starts on Monday. A key issue we are going to work on is the Save Women's Sports issue. I know you've yes. prioritized that as well. Senator Charles Perry, Senate Bill 3, he's going to be carrying that. Uh, look, yes. hopefully third time's a charm, right? The Senate's done its job. Now we got to get the House to get it done. But um, we're, we're thankful for you putting that as a priority, continuing to show leadership. And we think we've got a great opportunity to get that done when when you all go back to work on Monday.
1: Yeah. So as you know, and many of your followers and supporters, and, and again, all of your followers and supporters, what Jonathan just said is so important, how all of you have been involved to encourage us who stand on these uh, these issues of life and family and and uh, and faith. Uh, so I started with this issue with Senator Kolkors back in 17 uh, about the, this the transgender issue. We're not anti-anyone, but we don't want that issue to override the rights of others, and we knew back in 17, and we passed the bill out in 17, and it was killed in the house at that time by the speaker. But we knew then that, that this was going to be a major issue of transgender uh, taking transgender individuals taking opportunities away from girls and women in sports, taking scholarships away, taking taking their 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 records away that they set years ago that will be changed by young men or, or playing sports. And so we passed this bill three times. Senator Perry's carrying it, done a fabulous job. It's gone to education three times in the house or two times in the house. They weren't there for one session. We still passed it when they were you know, in, in Washington. We did our job. And and even though we, uh, excuse me, even though uh, we, we passed that bill over, it's gone to education that has a, a education chair who's a Democrat. He let it out once, but it didn't get to the floor and then he didn't let it out the last time. Uh, I hope that the House, when we send this bill over again, will send it to a committee where it can get passed out and it gets to the floor because I feel totally confident that every Republican will vote for it. There are 83 Republicans, you need six, 76 to pass it. and. We just need to get it out. Yeah, look, I, I, this couldn't, is very important.
0: I couldn't agree with you more, Senate Governor Patrick. The State Women's Sports Bill cannot go to the Public Education Committee in the House again. I mean, that's where it's gone to die. And even though it came out of committee once, it really was really wounded it, in a lot of ways. It was I, wounded. It, it was late. So uh, um, that's what our call is for our supporters. I know you're, you're about to have to scoot out one last thing we're excited sure. about. You're going to be at our Faith, Family, and Freedom Forum. Yeah. This is the first, excuse me, the fourth year in a row we've had this annual event. It's at Great Hills Baptist Church. I'll go ahead and tell everybody now you're speaking on Saturday. It's a two-day event. We're super excited about it. We're looking forward to seeing you next week. You always have great things to say, inspiring things to say, and we're having this event at a church. Let freedom ring. Let freedom ring. And, you know,
1: today is, uh, and I know this will be replayed a few other days live right now. Today is Constitution Day, Uh, and uh, it was signed this day on September 17, 1787. And we know that our founding fathers— Uh, talked about life, Uh, and that's where we are today, protecting lives. You know, in the Roe v. Wade, I'll just close with this back on the life issue, Jonathan, a lot of people don't know this, but in Roe v. Wade, the Supreme Court actually said that each state has a legitimate interest in the potentiality of protecting life. So what we did in the heartbeat bill, uh, the Supreme Court has already said we have that right to protect life, and I just think about of a little Texan, with a heartbeat that, as your numbers indicate, over 2,000 have already been saved since this law was allowed to stay on the Supreme Court. This is a great day to celebrate the Constitution. It's a great day to celebrate life. And it's a great day to give praise to our Lord and Savior for giving this, this great opportunity and blessing to serve him and to serve the state of Texas, whether it's in your role as a viewer, a supporter of Texas values, in Jonathan's role, his staff, in my role, I
0: consider it a great blessing and opportunity, and I'm privileged to serve. And thank you. God bless, and we'll see you next week. That's so kind of you to say that, Lieutenant Governor Patrick. TXValues.org. Go to our website. You can see Lieutenant Governor Patrick in person at our event next Saturday. It's going to sell out. It sells out every year, so don't wait. Get your tickets now. Lieutenant Governor Patrick, I'm just going to close this saying, look, uh, the the friendship that you and I have had over the years, the ability to work together has meant so much to me, to our organization, and we're so thankful that you continue to set the standard when it comes to religious liberty when it comes to life and definitely protecting and supporting our constitution. So God bless you, sir. Travel safe. And we'll look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you. God bless. What a blessing to have Lieutenant Governor Patrick. I know he's got to go. He's got a plane. He's catching. uh, Talking about a busy schedule. I'm sure he keeps, as I mentioned, the third special session starting on Monday. And, you know, I just want to reflect just for a minute, you know, um, and people have different views politically and, you know, and not everyone's in the role that I'm in where you interact with individuals on a regular basis. You know, the lieutenant governor's schedule, very demanding. Uh, Texas has the 10th or ninth largest economy in the world. People sort of times sometimes forget sort of the role that we play, not only in our national, but our world economy, meeting leaders, talking about business, talking about industry, finances, all of that. I mean, there's just so many different topics that lieutenant governor's office is involved in, in state elected officials are involved in state executives and so on and but he makes time quite often to have these conversations with our group and others to to remind people that he's also a person that he cares about these issues that he worked on many of them before he was in elective office i consider it an honor too that's why i'm so excited that he's going to be at our event because a lot of times people don't get to have those conversations or hear them in person so this is not a virtual event this is not him being streamed in he's going to be there on stage at great hills baptist church Next week, TXValues.org. Get those tickets for our event, the Faith, Family, and Freedom Forum. The event will sell out. Um, we do have discounts for veterans. We've got discounts for seniors. We just added that yesterday. I was at an event, and somebody made that request, so we accommodated that. There's student discounts to make it affordable. Uh, we might be having a flash sale in the next day or two just to make it affordable for, uh, for families that want to bring several people, maybe do some buy, buy one, get one. We just want to get as many people in the door as we can um, to experience experience this event. We've got over 30 speakers, okay? And we've got the governor. He's coming, all right? Lieutenant Governor, you already heard me mention that. Abby Johnson is going to be appearing at our private dinner. That's on Friday night. Danny Gokey, okay? If you like Christian music and you're like, oh, I'm not sure sure about this public policy stuff, but I'll come listen to some music and maybe I'll take in some of the information. Danny Gokey is one of the hottest Christian music artists right now. I mean, he's hit; he's putting out hit after hit after hit. You might remember he made an appearance on American Idol. Tremendous personal story. Losing his wife around that time. And now he's married and has a wonderful uh, family. And so really want you to have a chance to experience all of it. And I'm just going to tell you, when we put an event like this together every year, there's a lot of details that we think about because we want it to be a unique experience, but we want it to be something that you'll get a touch with some of the different issues. We've got Senator Brian Hughes, speaking of the heartbeat law, he is the author, the main author, the Senate author, if you will, um, on the Texas heartbeat law, since it's called Senate Bill 8. That, but Shelby Slauson, the, the House author, she did tremendous work on this as well. But Senator Brian Hughes is going to be there. And as a matter of fact, he's going to be on the first panel. So you better get there on time on Monday. You're not going to want to miss what he has to say about his experience, not only passing the law, but boy, has he been busy since then. He also helped pass the election integrity bill. That was a bill that he carried as well as protecting against censorship on social media. And so we're going to be covering religious liberty. We're going to talk about the fact that there's a constitutional amendment election on November 2nd. The reason for that was because we passed a constitutional amendment during the legislative session. We're going to be talking about the sports issue, the gender modification issue. All of those are going to be covered From not just me and a couple of members of my team, let me bring up my graphic here, okay? You're not going to even be able to see all of them on this, all right? Over 30 speakers, all right? Some of the, the brightest minds, we've got Texas Supreme Court Justice Jimmy Blacklock, Texas Supreme Court Justice John Devine. We've got people that are part of issue groups, Americans United for Life, Students for Life, of America. uh, Susan B. Anthony list. We've got pastors. You ever heard of a cowboy church? Okay. Is that not Texan or what? All right. So we've got the leader of the cowboy churches is going to be there and talk about how important it was to have legislation so that states, excuse me, churches could stay open. And I sort of miss, you know, mentioned our headliners, Lieutenant Governor uh, Patrick, Governor Abbott, Abby Johnson, She was on the show a couple of weeks ago. She spent a good bit of time demonstrating her support for the heartbeat law. And she talks, uh, goes around the the country, speaking a lot of different things. And, you know, just a really interesting and, and unique, if not one of a kind experience, right? She worked at Planned Parenthood. She was one of their leaders, the largest abortion industry and entity that I'm aware of in our country, if not the world. And she switched sides, if you will. She saw the light. Okay, she saw these things happening and said, "This isn't right." You know, and a lot of people like her maybe not aware of what the baby looks like in the womb. I'm sure many people the past couple of weeks didn't realize that at such an early stage, a baby has a heartbeat, right? And so, just I want you to have this experience. And and the regular price is $35. It includes lunch on Saturday. It's a two-day event. Okay. Uh, Friday afternoon, one to five, Saturday, 10 to four. It might go a little bit longer. We're trying to accommodate some of the schedules of elected officials um, that are in town for a special session. So, but this is some of the best investment you're going to make. And when we put an event together like this, we try to make it different than the year before. Okay. So we've had, this is the fourth year in a row. So I'm just trying to think of some speakers like Beth Stelzer, who leads the Save Women's Sports movement. Uh, she's been all over the country. You want to know what's really going on that issue? She's going to tell you. Uh, this is our first time speaking at our event. We're bringing an old friend back, Nicole Hudgens, who now works for Family Policy Alliance, was with Texas Values for many years. She was with the Trump administration for about a year or so. She's coming back. Arena Grossu, who is now part of the Texas Values team, helping with strategic communications and uh, uh, some of our policy work. worked with FRC. She also was a part of the Trump administration team. She's going to be there speaking too, and and helping us with some other things that are going on with the event. We've got a couple of members of Congress, Uh, Kevin Brady, who I don't think is running for reelection. So get a chance to see him before he's out of office. Great friend for religious liberty and pro-life issues. Louie Gomer is going to be there. All right, so Congressman Gomer, I haven't seen him in person in a while. That's going to be fun. I'm just looking over some of the list of our speakers. Um, Just so many great names. Our good friend Tim uh, Lambert from Texas Homeschool Coalition. What's been going on with homeschooling? You can imagine the past year and a half, their numbers have been through the roof with so many people doing that. Pastor Charles Flowers and a number of different elected officials you're going to want to be there and have this experience in person. We're going to have some great information and tools and resources for you to take to share with other people so they can find out what's going on on these issues. Let me talk about a couple of other things. Okay. You mentioned, I mentioned uh, with Lieutenant governor's special session starts on Monday. This is the third special session. Okay. And a lot's gotten done during those sessions. But one thing that still hasn't happened is the save women's sports issue in the testimony in the need and the concern and problem just continues to get demonstrated so much stronger every hearing that we have on this issue. And if you didn't see the last one in the house, boy, it was an all nighter, okay? And I'm not exaggerating. Um, and so, but you continue to see more people on our side, so to speak, that show up because biological boys should not be playing in women's sports, particularly at the high school level, in a situation where they're taking spots away. Um, from female athletes, and many of them looking for those opportunities to go to college and to have that scholarship or have that uh, admission, that opportunity. And, and there there's many cases. We're seeing the cases start to add up in the state of Texas. A representative from UIL um, was there and testified. This is a university or a scholastic lead, the ent- entity that sort of oversees uh, high school and middle school public sports in the state of Texas. They continue to get more and more calls and emails about trying to figure out what's going on with people's birth certificates, how to navigate these issues, and and it's a concern, all right? And we've already seen that the NCAA has backed off this issue. They sort of tried to say, oh, we're not going to have events in states that have these common sense laws. They backed off of that. We knew it it probably wasn't um, a real threat to begin with. But so there's a lot that's changed on this issue, even in the past nine months. Hopefully, the third time is a charm, but the real key is what happens in the House. The Senate's taking care of business, and I think a lot of that has to do with the leadership from Speaker Dade Phelan. Um, you know, a member of his team came to a meeting we were at on this issue. There's been some things sort of behind the scenes that where some support has been demonstrated, but a lot of people feel like, look, if it's going to get done, that usually is a recognition that that's something the Speaker's in favor of or would play a role in. And, you know— Governor Abbott's been clear. This is a a priority. Lieutenant Governor Patrick's been clear. I think the the missing link or what we need to see next is some of that more demonstrated support from the leadership in the House, including um, Speaker Phelan. And that means he's in the position to decide what committee this bill goes to. It cannot go to public education. That's where it's gone to die. Even though I mentioned it came out once, it was severely wounded and, and likely changed a lot or it was going to be leading forward. Um, we really think this bill has got to go to another committee, and there are plenty of others to choose from. And so there's an action alert we put out on that if you want to take a look at it. Um, I want to just finish here on, A little bit on Constitution Day. You know, we've done some work with the State Board of Education to make sure that's taught in public schools. If they're not talking about it today, send us an email. That should be happening in your public schools. Sometimes they'll designate another opportunity, but let us know because that is a part of the State Board of Education policy, something we worked on. And all these issues we're talking about, religious freedom, life, they all relate to the Constitution and what it does and, and does not protect. It does not say that there's a right to an abortion. That's nowhere in the U.S. Constitution. The notion and the concept of of separation of church and state, those words are not in the U.S. Constitution. As a matter of fact, I remember fighting a battle at the State Board of Education where the ACLU fought against an effort for public school students to just be taught the first words of the First Amendment. The words themselves are enough. They're already a threat to some people when they shouldn't be. It's all about liberty. But again... Just about a week left, the Faith, Family, and Freedom Forum, you're going to want to be at this event, hear from some of the experts, hear from some of the true stories of the things that have been happening, the policy discussions. When we look at being in a church, we're reminded a year or so ago, could we stay open? Some states just finished fighting those battles hear from some of those people, and what freedom has meant with their church continuing to be open and the government not being able to tell them what to do. Look, I'm just gonna tell y'all, in the past couple of weeks, preparing for this event, going through all of the discussions about the heartbeat law, it's been uh, been a lot of work. It's been emotional and stressful at times. Pray for our team, because we know we're doing the right thing, but the work has been really heavy, but we know that it's been changing hearts and minds and saving lives please consider making an investment. We've got a team of 12 people. Uh, we do have to pay people to do this work so they can pay their own bills and take care of their families, but they care about what they're doing. And that allows us to have a budget of about 1.7 million every year, but we count on you like we do every year. Go to txvalues.org, make that taxable, tax-deductible donation today, and you'll help us protect faith, family, and freedom in Texas. And we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.